Good morning and welcome to another episode of Paul Martin's Crucial Conversations. Today, we are so excited to have with us Ellen Tomzik from Tomzik Physical Therapy in Durango, Colorado. This episode, this show is dedicated to being small and being successful. Ellen has mastered the art of developing and managing an extremely strong and competitive single clinic physical therapy business. Tomzik Physical Therapy specializes in sport and spine rehabilitation and training and has become the go-to physical therapy clinic in Durango. So I am so excited. Ellen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Paul. I really appreciate being here. So Ellen, give us a little history on how you started Tomzik Physical Therapy. Well, I, I like probably many people fell into physical, fell into private practice ownership. I actually was a clinical specialist working in our hospital system and a new corporate manager came in and decided to close the outpatient physical therapy clinics in the hospital. So I and all my staff suddenly found ourselves laid off and unemployed. So I needed a job and there was one physical therapist in our community who owned a private practice as a sole proprietor. And I respected how he treated patients and I approached him for a job. And he actually very much surprising me, offered me partnership in his company. Wow. So we became partners. Um, we were partners for 10 years until he retired, and then I bought him out and have been the sole owner since that time. Yeah, what a great story. And, and you know, for many um, of our listeners today, you know, a lot of us, me included, started in a hospital setting, in an outpatient hospital setting, you know, going up on the floors, doing the inpatient, and to have basically been <laughs> kind of booted out of there, and then getting a start, you know, um, um, in that town is just an incredible story. Um, was it always your intent to be a single clinic? I've never really had desires to have more than clinic, more than one clinic. Um, you know, my passion has always been advanced education and manual therapy, sport and spine. And so um, it's kind of funny that practice was just my partner and myself for many years, because as I said, you know, I was fully unprepared to be a business owner. You know, I had no education on how to run a business in any way, shape or form. So we just kind of treated patients and build and got lucky and were successful. Um, but then as I um, progressed and grew in this role, I started learning. So I went to APTA PPS conferences. I hired consultants like yourself. Um, and I learned and realized I could do a lot more than just myself. So we have grown the practice and I've grown the practice and now have three full-time PTs, um, but I stay true to um, what my passion is, which is advanced clinical education. And, um, and so that's where we are. And I don't want more clinics. I'm very happy with just <laughs> doing what I feel passionate about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so again, you know, Ellen, um, you know, with that passion in clinic, clinically based, um, being a therapist, um, started very much as a therapist, but in a single clinic, there's also business needs. So very quickly had to learn those business needs. Um, 
Ellen, what are some of the strategies that you utilize to compete against, as you know, larger multi-clinic, regional, and national companies that are in, in and around your market? It's really funny because I'm competing against the very entity I used to work for. <laughs> um, the, the, the corporation that has owned our hospital system has changed hands multiple times. Um, the current corporation that owns the, the system came back in um, not too many years ago and said, hey, we want outpatient physical therapy. Hmm. So they approached quite a few of the clinics in town and said, we're going to buy you. And if you don't sell to us, we're going to open up next door and we're going to put you out of business. So that's, that's who they are. They don't play nice in the sandbox. <laughs> not approached. <laughs> um, but, but so how do I compete with that is um, I stay very true to myself and my beliefs. Um, we continue, of course, great patient care, um, as well as taking care of people, um, a kind of a people first mentality. And that's the flexibility that you have in a private practice. The, the large corporation PT clinics are very much number driven um, and we have the flexibility to go out of our way to help people. And I know that when I help someone and I run an efficient business, um, I will be competitive. Um, sure. An example that I was thinking about was um, we had one patient who um, who's uh, van didn't fit into our underground parking garage, but she couldn't walk very well. So she had to park kind of far away. And we're like, great, we'll go grab a wheelchair. We'll go out and get you out of your van. We'll wheel you into the clinic. We'll wheel you back out to your car. We're going to take care of you. We're going to get you walking again. And, and a large corporation won't do that. And, and then that goes 20 fold into our internal referral system. And then our margins in, in having people choose us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that extra step. It's that extra step that you um, have obviously taught your staff to take um, in making sure that, like you had said, you know, ma making those patients come first. So what have you done to maintain a high-performing staff? Um, as we look across the country, um, you know, performance and single clinic strategies sometimes don't seem to, to, to coincide. Um, your business seems different. Your, your staff seems to be very high performing. Um, what have you done to do that? Um, again, it all goes back down to kind of what my passion is around the education. Um, when I interview and hire my professional staff, um, they have to prove to me that they are a lifelong self-motivated learner. Um, they also have to prove to me that they believe in our national organization, the APTA, and have to be a member outside of me sponsoring that membership. That if someone if someone comes to me and wants a job and they're not an APTA member on their own, the interview stops. We don't go forward because they don't, I don't feel that they value the profession at the level they that we need to in terms of giving back. Um, those kind of things are established. Um, Again, my educational standards, they want to be driven to pursue advanced education. And then um, I also spell out very, very clearly in that process what our productivity and metric standards are and support that um, with that educational standard. So my staff are all board certified and on their way to being fellowship trained if they are not fellowship trained while maintaining that 
um, productivity standard that we meet with every month. So every month I have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with my professional staff, my office manager, my support staff, and those meetings finish with the, with the question, what can I do to make your job easier? And then whatever they tell me, if it's reasonable, we make it happen. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it, it sounds like, Ellen, that you're, you're, you're driven, as is your staff, is driven towards being educated, becoming stronger as therapists clinically. But then on the other side of that, um, I know you do weekly huddles, but I've also, now I'm hearing monthly, you actually go through one-on-one -on -one with each one of your staff members on their operations performance. Yes, I do that. I do it individually with my professional staff and actually my office manager does it with my support staff because my entire support staff also has weekly and monthly metrics that they need to meet. And then every position is bonused on those metrics if they exceed them. And that bonus doesn't have a ceiling. So if they become a rock star, they're gonna get paid for being a rock star. They're gonna get rewarded for it. Sure, sure. So let's turn to marketing. In a single clinic um, PT practice, how, how do you market? <laughs> um, it's very boring and very predictable, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have hired a, uh, an internal marketing person called a patient care rep, and I also have hired a part-time external marketing person. Um, my external marketing, I'm blessed to have a, a, a small college, um, Fort Lewis College in my community, and there's always young people coming out with marketing degrees who um, need to get their feet wet. And so I'm really happy to hire them and, and, and have them help us. And my external marketing person right now um, handles all my social media, all my email campaigns. We do contests, things like that. Pre-COVID, we were very present in the community in events, but that's not happening right now. Um, and so between my external internal marketing person, we are very much working on our current patients, uh, past patients referrals and, and a lot of online type um, contests. And then of course, with my professional staff, um, one of the requirements is part of our metrics is contacts with um, referring sources. And so they're continuing to be um, rewarded and benefited by how many contacts they're making um, with um, either any referral source, whether that's physician, massage therapist, personal trainer, anything along those lines. Sure, sure. You know, it's interesting. Um, Ellen has developed systems that she sticks to. And although there's certainly variance in, well, COVID, so we're doing a little less outreach, a little more internal, um, there are systems that she has stuck to. And I think that is a huge driver to her success. Um, Ellen, let's talk on the financial side. How do you maintain strong margins so that you're able to give back to your staff as well as to your community? Strong margins in 2020 has been a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the PPP loan really um, did help my business in 2020. Um, it did allow me to maintain my entire staff fully employed and fully paid um, through this entire crisis. Um, so that, I, I do have to say that has helped. And um, I have applied for my second draw. So, you know, hopefully that'll All right. Um But again, I think the, the, the strong margins come back to the transparency 
of my expectations. There's, there's, there's nothing that is a mystery. When I have my monthly meeting or weekly huddles, there's nothing that the therapists aren't going, oh, how many patients am I supposed to see? Or, oh, how many vowels? I mean, they know. They come to these meetings and say, Ellen, I know I was supposed to have this, but this is what, I, <laughs> this is what happened and this is why. And then we figure out, okay, well, what do we need to do different going forward to make those changes? Um, and so those transparencies are, I think, what really help with the margins because it's not a mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ellen, um, as you look now across the country, and I loved what you said, which was when you do an interview, the first thing with that interviewer, interviewee, is if they're not a member of the APTA, they better have their form ready to sign up and, and pay their check to become a part of the APTA. So, so they need to be a part of the industry which obviously is, is a value for you. As you talk to other single clinic owners across the country and as you're out and about at PPS and other APTA functions, what do you see as the future for the single clinic operator moving forward? You know, I, 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 this year has been quite amazing and quite emotional, of course, for all of us. And I have fluctuated dramatically between life is grand to, oh my God, you know, we're all, going to kill. Um, but I'm, I'm rolling back into the life is grand kind of, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I think, I think the single practice owner um, practice is, is, is continues to be a very viable um, business model because um, in this last year, we've really seen um, how the, the, I hate the word, but how we can pivot for lack of a better word, you have the flexibility to move and change. Um, it's going to fill a niche from the passion of that owner and like-minded people. And that the bigger clinics, the bigger hospital systems don't have the flexibility nor the training to be able to, to move and mold into what is needed in people's lives. Sure. I think the, I think the other piece is um, as corporate, I don't want to say corporate, sorry, as, as health insurance becomes more and more painful and harder yeah. and harder to get. Um, I'm seeing a huge shift in people willing to pay for their care and using their health insurance for their catastrophic injuries. You know, in my world, I fell off my bike and, you know, fractured, you know, my ankle in three places. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use health insurance, but you know what? My hip's been hurting me. I'm going to go pay cash for that service. Um, and I see that as another really big niche, which is I myself am moving more into. So I, I think it's actually a pretty exciting place to be. And I think being small um, gives you that ability to do that. Sure, sure, sure. Well, you know, what I'm hearing is small in terms of size, numbers of clinics, but not small in the way in which Ellen approaches her physical therapy practice. Um, very big in that regard, um, in how she demands, what she demands of her staff and what she is giving back to her staff as well as to her community. Um, Ellen, this has been absolutely awesome. And I know you have brought an enormous amount of value to not only the single clinic business owners out there across the country, but the multi-clinic business owners as well 
who really at times have, have difficulty looking at their business and seeing it as a number of single clinic businesses across a market. So you have been a huge value and I want to really, really thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And for all of you, um, we're going to leave Ellen's name as well as contact information. If you're a single clinic somewhere across the country and you'd like to have a conversation with Ellen, feel free to contact her directly. Or if you want to talk more to me um, and, and talk through me to Ellen um, in regards to what we covered today, click below and we'll hook up and we'll, um, we'll, we'll have a conversation. I really appreciate everybody joining us today and thank you and we'll see you soon.